0: back to, well, that's interesting. The, I wonder if that makes them better swimmers edition. <laughs> today, today is episode 112. What's with all these aquatic creatures testing positive for cocaine? Yeah, I know. Today, today is just you and me, kiddo. So just buckle up. Today is a day of wild discoveries. Now, way the fuck back, though, in Inbetweeny 044, we touched upon the subject of how drugs end up in bodies of water, severely affecting fish. Specifically, we talked about meth. Yes, you heard me, meth and its effects on trout. If you had to listen to that, you know the trout changed on a behavioral and even biological level. Well, good news. Today we're covering two additional studies that confirm there's more than meth, a lot more, in our rivers, and it's not just trout high on life. In the first half of the show, we'll talk about the absolutely astonishing frequency cocaine is found even in the most isolated of places. And after the break, we'll see just how insanely high, no pun intended, those levels spike after a music festival takes place. It's incredible, so I think we should begin our bender. To do so, we need to head on over to the rural county of Suffolk, England. Now, where exactly is this place? No worries, my friends, just imagine. England. Okay, now point to the center. Move your finger all the way east until you hit the coast, and there is Suffolk. Now, if this seems pretty dang far, literally and figuratively, from the bustling, poppin' city of London, it certainly is. It's a completely different universe. The population is around 750,000, and according to our other good friend, the Wiki, it was established so long ago. The date under the established section just reads ancient. (laughs) It's a region mostly known for farming. It's land being used to grow and harvest crops. And honestly, you could find yourself alone for miles if you fancy a walk along any of these farms. Now, if you've seen any film adaptation of a Jane Austen novel, I think you know this co- what this countryside would look like. Uh, there's green pastures, it's windy as fuck, and there's a number of random quaint streams bespeckled with ducks. And since visuals are always handy, come on by our social media stuffs. There will be a charming photo of a section of the river store. Just one of the rivers in a study. Uh, in the in the in the study we're about to cover, please come on by. It's it's I mean it's right out of a, a Jane Austen novel. It's it, it's painfully adorable, and I want to puke. So my friends, here we are in Suffolk, knee deep in a river just like that one, and it's July, 2018, and we're not alone. We are joined with a Dr. Thomas Miller, several researchers from King's College London and the University of Suffolk. They're here to take samples with the goal of finding out which, if any, micropollutants exist in these waters, literally kilometers from any major city. So, as to where and how these folks gathered the goods, don't don't worry, I got you here too. Uh, This info is based off their study called Biomonitoring of Pesticides, Pharmaceuticals, and Illicit Drugs in a Freshwater Invertebrate to Estimate Toxic and and Affect Pressure. Gotta love these titles. So <laughs> this is what they did, this is what they found. Surface water samples and a little fella called Gammarus Pulix, a very fancy name for a freshwater shrimp. Uh, this uh, samples were taken from 15 sites across the county of Suffolk in the east of England. Now, these 15 different sites were scattered along five different rivers, the Alde, Waveney, Store, Gipping, and Deben. I probably said all those wrong in the wrong accent, but five different rivers. My, uh, macro invertebrates, like our shrimp friends, uh, they were sorted right on site with excess water. This is really cute. Excess water being removed by tissue paper just a few dabs. And then they were immediately frozen on dry ice. Uh, samples were kept at negative 80 degrees Celsius or negative 112 degrees Fahrenheit prior to processing. And holy shit, my friends, what they found in the middle of fucking nowhere. Quote, (laughs) for the first time, researchers at King's College in, in I could do this, in collaboration with the University of Suffolk found a diverse array of chemicals, including illicit drugs and pesticides in UK river wildlife. They discovered trace levels of at least 67 different contaminant compounds, including notable levels of ketamine, Valium, Xanax, and tramadol, an opiate for pain relief. The researchers also found traces of numerous pesticides that are now banned in the EU." End quote from kcl.ac.uk. So my friends, a first for the UK, round of applause. Great job guys, welcome aboard. And uh, now you're probably wondering where all that cocaine comes in. Well, God, this is also a first. For you see, not even I, have seen anything like this before. Now, throughout the 15 15 testing sites, scattered throughout five different rivers, what do you think the percentage of shrimp caught tested positive for Coke? Just think of a number from one to 100, what percentage tested positive for cocaine? All right, you ready? Drum roll, please. 100%, that's right. Every single one of them tested positive and would fail a drug test. In some, the most frequently detected contaminant was cocaine. So please, another round of applause. That's really great, guys. Good job. (laughs) I've never seen 100% of a sample affected, so that is just colossal. So if that's bonkers news to you too, don't worry. We're not alone. It also surprised the researchers themselves. Quote, such regular occurrence of illicit drugs in wildlife was surprising. Dr. Leon Barron, a forensic scientist, said in a statement to the King's College London website, we might expect to see these numbers in urban areas such as London, but not in smaller and more rural catchments. The presence of p- the presence of pesticides which have long been banned in the UK also poses a particular challenge as the sources of these remain unclear, End quote. So my friends, Researchers aren't completely sure where those pesticides like the weed killer a uh, are coming from. But the pharmaceutical and illicit drugs, oh, we all know where they're the, yeah, we we know where they're coming from. I think so. We touched upon those sources way back in in between 044 and you know what, I don't think it hurts to have a recap. I think it'll show just how closely connected everything really is and how these sweet sweet drugs make it into our waterways. Okay, you ready? Let's do a recap. Uh, It should come as no surprise, pharmaceutical manufacturing facilities can be a significant source of pharmaceuticals in the environment. They can leak drugs and wastewater directly into rivers, but even the wastewater treatment plants that receive liquid waste from those manufacturing facilities, they just do the same thing. In a 2004 to 2009 study by the US Geological Survey, what's called release water from two treatment plants were discharged into nearby streams and fartics, fart, fart, yes. <laughs> Pharmaceuticals were found as far as 30 kilometers or 19 miles from one plant downstream. So good news though. It's not all big pharma doing it. Who else contributes? Is it us? you damn right. It is from usgs.gov quote, you probably know, that antibiotics and drugs are used in the livestock industry. And for streams receiving runoff from animal feeding operations, drugs such as uh, acetaminophen, nailed it, caffeine and diphenhydramine, which is an antihistamine, have been found. Another source is you and me. Essentially, drugs that people take internally are not all metabolized in the body. And the excess ends up in our wastewater, entering sewage treatment plants, It might sound surprising that these drugs could be detected in streams miles downstream from waste treatment plants but many plants do not routinely remove pharmaceuticals from water end quote so unused drugs in our piss no matter if they're legal illegal prescription or not it just slips by treatment plants and they're dumped along with the release water so As to what effects the cocaine is having on these shrimp in Suffolk, well, researchers just don't know. This study merely picked up on the fact that 100% of the random sample were (laughs) hopefully having a great time. Uh, Hopefully, but probably not. Uh, We can assume it's a no because good news, everybody. uh, We know what happens to other aquatic creatures on cocaine, like eels, for instance. Yes, Researchers once exposed eels to cocaine, and we're going to get into it after the break. So please, stay tuned. Hey, creepy people, this is PNW Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing, as well as lesser known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel 13 as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Have Have a a creepy-ass day! And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, grab your light sticks, grab your sunscreen, we're heading on over to Glastonbury Festival in Somerset, England, just a wee three hours west of London. So what the fuck is Glastonbury? All right, well, I'm glad you asked. It is a massive, massive five-day music festival that has it all. There's there's your dancing, there's your comedy, there's your theater, there's a fucking circus, uh, there's some cabaret, and you guessed it, copious amounts of MDMA and cocaine. Now, this just happens to be an outdoor festival and a stone's throw away from White Lake River. Back in the year, no one remembers, say it with me now, 2019, scientists at Bangor University in Wales sorry, I can't get away from Bangor University. Uh, Bangor University in Wales thought this annual shindig was the perfect opportunity to test if illicit drugs are more prone to end up in waterways like White Lake River when people throw these gigantic parties. Now, I, I think you already know the answer to that, but here we go. As reported by Tom Hale of iflscience.com, what did those researchers do and what did they discover? All right, let's do it. Quote, researchers collected water from the White Lake River in Somerset following the UK's 2019 Glastonbury Festival and found worrying levels of both MDMA and cocaine. They tested the river upstream and downstream of the festival site in the weeks before, during and after the festival. Traces of the drugs were found to be significantly highest during the weekend after the festival in the White Lake site downstream to the festival." End quote. So there you have it, my friends, the weekend after White Lake was having its own rager, once again, thanks to our piss. Even though toilets are available at events like these, well, let's just say when you have 200,000 people in one spot, folks are gonna go when they need to go. Uh, the study and Tom Hale noted, quote, public urination is a widespread issue, 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 (laughs) issue, I swear I'm not on anything, I swear. Let's do that again. Public urination is a widespread issue. Since some recreational drugs and their metabolites are excreted in pee, drug-laced urine is seeping into the ground, making its way downstream from the festival sites and finding itself in the nearby waterways, end quote. Now, not only was MDMA found to be at environment, environmentally, <laughs> environmentally damaging levels, cocaine was off the charts, and this got researchers super concerned. For you see, my friends, the European eel calls White Lake River home, and this creature is critically endangered and at a high risk at a fur extinction. So, if you're wondering what coke does to an eel, you're in luck. Now, these researchers, they didn't have to fish out our slippery friends and test them. Uh, Someone else, probably on Coke, gave Coke to eels in a previous study. Uh, Surprisingly, not in the 70s, not in the 80s, but back in 2018, in a study called Effects of Environmental Cocaine Concentrations on the Skeletal Muscle of the European Eel. Uh, So specific, and it was published in the journal Science of the Total Environment. Uh, the findings showed that a little bit. Uh, the findings showed a little bit of what you'd expect. Cocaine-exposed eels were described as hyperactive, and maybe even floated the idea of opening a restaurant. No, I'm kidding; that's a joke. But they were hyperactive. But the real damage was on the inside. So, what happened to these animals? From the study, quote: Their skeletal muscle showed evidence of serious injury, including muscle breakdown and swelling. These changes were still present 10 days after the interruption of cocaine exposure." Dan Aberg from the Wolfson Carbon Capture Lab at Bangor University, uh, Dan told IFL Science, The eels also experienced uh, disruption of their endocrine system, which caused delayed sexual maturation. Many eels spent longer in their earlier phases than they would regularly, disrupting their breeding patterns. Uh, end quote so my friends the effects included a bus, busted muscles and could impact their migration uh, it also included a busted endocrine system which could affect their growth this is all bad news for a critically endangered animal and it gets even better my friends uh dan aberg also told ifl quote the concentrations of cocaine found the weekend of the festival were above the concentrations used in the study, so that suggests the cocaine could be damaging local eel populations." End quote. Yeah, so that blows, no pun intended. As for a solution, ah. alas, uh, there's one yet to be had. I'm sure we can have our fun and pee responsibly too, so let's save these damn eels. Ah, in the meantime, here's a fun fact. Coke isn't the most lucrative nor expensive illegal drug in the world. LSD, by contrast, is sold by the microgram, not gram, and as such costs a thousand times more than coke by weight. So please, imagine a shoebox. Okay? Now that shoebox full of pure LSD would be worth around two and a half billion dollars. 2.5 billion dollars. Elon could have shotgunned 15 boxes of LSD and been the wokest motherfucker, but he bought a website instead. Uh Ah, the rich. (laughs) Do with that what you will. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Thank you, really. I just cannot get enough. Uh, Also, please don't forget to rate, subscribe, tell your friends about Eels on Cocaine, which totally sounds like it could be a band, Uh, but don't do it. And please... Stay interesting.